Hello, Ballooners, Balloonheads, Ballisters. We haven't decided what we want to call our fans yet. This is your uh, host, Zach, with a friendly content warning. We gave the internet a place to ask whatever weird nerd questions they wanted to ask, and it turns out the internet is a terrifying place. While this season has been pretty good so far, be aware that uh, we are sometimes, as our editor puts it, adjacent to adult subjects. Also, we swear like sailors. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air but stopped in to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what was our question this week? Okay, first off, I just can't get past the, like, they can't see it, but the, like, so proud of yourself look every time you say, like, we're aeronauts. Oh, we're aeronauts on our <laughs> way to Azeroth. I didn't yeah. mention we're heading to Azeroth. We're heading to Azeroth. Azeroth, okay. But on our way, our question today is, can you explain the history of Hawkman? I think at this point, I'm pretty on the record of saying, fuck the Hawks. <laughs> Partially because their backstory has never... Which backstory? <laughs> I'm going to try and hit all of it here. I have been reading up on this. I have been confused by this forever. And there is still a part that I'm a little hazy on. And it all but, still sucks. Okay, look, just because Legends of Tomorrow is as awful as it is doesn't mean there's not good Hawkman stories. There's some really god-awful ones, too. So I am not pretending otherwise. <laughs> His costume's fire, though. Oh, God, it's good. Also, he was played by Daniel Jackson who, from Stargate in uh, Smallville, which means that's two times that character has been married to someone named Share. Really? Or Shiara. But not important to this. Hawkman was... I don't remember who he was first created by, but he was created in the early 40s as archaeologist Carter Hall, archaeologist and museum director, who was the reincarnation of the Egyptian prince Khufu. In the 50s and 60s, uh, entering into the Silver Age of comics, they changed up the characters, uh, most of the characters, from magic to science fiction bases because the editor at the time, Julius Schwartz, was a big science fiction guy. Because Green Lantern was popular, they decided to continue the space cop idea, and Carter Hall became Katar Hole, whose secret identity was still Carter Hall, who is a police officer from the planet Thanagar. Editor note from Steven, your editor, uh, fuck the police. Yeah, okay. Coming straight uh, from Thanagar. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, they end up meeting a couple of times because of the concept of Earth 1, Earth 2. Golden Age is Earth 2, Silver Age, Earth 1. In the Crisis on Infinite Earths, this is where it starts to get confusing, the two worlds are merged together. And suddenly we have the JLA and the JSA in, existing in the same continuity and on like the same planet. Immediately after doing this admittedly brilliant, let's put a real history of heroes here, the characters of the JSA are then kind of written off, killed off by being sent to an alternate dimension where they're battling the forces of Ragnarok for, in theory, all time. I don't know. It's supposed to be a really good series. I've never had a chance to read it. Uh, during this time, Hawkman joins Justice League International, which is one of the all-time great Justice League books. Around 1989, uh, John Ostrander and Timothy Truman are hired to write a new Hawkman book called Hawkworld, which is super great. It was supposed to be a new origin miniseries. And it did so great that they decided to make this an ongoing series. It is very excellent, by the way. Just getting it out there. But when they made it an ongoing series... 
they changed some of it so it's no longer this is what happened when Hawkman was first created, but this is what's happening now. So Hawkman Katar Hole is, you know, coming forward and is just experiencing Earth for the first time, but there's also a Hawkman on the Justice League. Hmm. And there's a Hawkman in uh, uh, fighting Ragnarok, and they're like, what's going on? So the Katar Hole of the Justice League run is recreated as, I believe, Fel Andar, who is a Thanagarian black ops, like super spy or something. It, it doesn't really make much sense, but it's a way to write a... He's a fake Hawkman. He's pretending to be the original Hawkman. Don't ask so many questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> goes on like this for a while, and then uh, the Justice Society comes back. We once again have Katar Hull and Carter Hall. It continues to be super confusing. Then we get to Zero Hour, where they make it worse. <laughs> By having all of the Hawkmen throughout, like, history and the different timelines oh no. oh merged no. into one known as the Hawk God. The Hawk God also slowly goes insane and is... I don't even know what... Ha this is the part that I get weird. They eventually were like, this comic's going really badly and all the way the 90s comics go badly. Let's just kind of cancel it. Bam. It's done. They're like, we're not going to talk about Hawkman. Grant Morrison shows up and he goes, I've been recreating Justice League in one of the all-time great runs in JLA with Howard Porter, and I want to put in a new Hawkman. And they're like, no, no Hawkman. He's like, but he's an angel. It's great. And they're like, no Hawkman. He's like, fine. I'll call him Zarius. Oh, God. Actually, I do like Zariel. But uh, this is the ongoing run for a couple of years. You are not allowed to talk about Hawkman. Until uh, Jeff Johns in JSA decides he wants to bring him back because they've brought back all the other big JSA characters. And he ends up re he ends up fully combining the two characters in a way that they never had been before. So Katar Hole is a reincarnation of Prince Khufu. He is just another... Not all of the reincarnations are happening in, like, exact order and because he's, like, bouncing through time and space. So it's not all on Earth, and it's not all in exact order. So in some versions, it could be in the future, or on a different planet, but at the same time, which is how you have Carter Hole and Katar Hole at the same time. Also, Hole is spelled H-O-L, but it does not make it any less of a terrible name. <laughs> um, they later tried to bring back Katar as a separate character, and they really quickly decided that we don't want to do that at all. Don't talk about it. This is just stick with this. Um, they also determined that the reason that Carter or that Khufu is reincarnating throughout time is the Thanagarian Nth Metal, which has all sorts of weird fucking properties, and it turns out that if you get buried while submerged in it, weird shit happens. So that is as close to a logical history of Hawkman as you can possibly get. If you think that was confusing, try reading the goddamn thing. That's true. <laughs> so he's just reincarnated through time and space. Yes. That's actually pretty straightforward. But they couldn't explain that, so they just had to keep coming up with bad bad retcon after bad retcon until they're like, this is... This is close. Let's just not talk about it. I actually <laughs> like that explanation. This is a good concept to me. Yeah, he becomes way more interesting when you actually, like, try. Whose backstory do you consider more confusing? Hawkman or Cable? Hmm. From a publication backstory, Hawkman, because there's literally a Wikipedia article titled Hawkman is Confusing. <laughs> uh, from actually trying to figure out a timeline, Cable's is absolute horseshit. 
Especially with they now have a young teen Cable who was Cable from oh, earlier no. on in life hanging out later on in the X-Men's history. Oh, God. Just don't. Just no. Uh, I think he just broke my brain a little bit. How does does he that... have the robot arm or a robot eye? Or is he like a full... He does have the eye. I don't think like the it's arm... Because it's not actually a robot arm. It is a techno-organic techno virus, virus that is being held back by his telekinesis, keeping him from dying. What the? We'll do a cable episode yeah. sometime. Please. Somebody ask us about it. <laughs> I will. Stephen just asked yeah. us about it. We're good. All right. Uh, hey, uh, submission for the bag. Uh, what the? Cable? What the fuck? Cable? <laughs> no. In order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC teen characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Slobo? <sighs> Thank you so much for this one. <laughs> Slobo first appeared in Young Justice, only appeared in Young Justice, they didn't really want to fucking deal with him anywhere else, which would have made him being created by Peter David and Todd Nauk in one of the greatest comic book runs of all time. Weird fucking book, but great. Uh, real quick, Young Justice was created because at the time there wasn't a teen heroes book because the Titans had all moved up to the ages of the early 20s, and there was a Titans book at the time of, you know, Nightwing, Cyborg, Starfire, all of them. But they weren't teens anymore, but they had this new generation, so Young Justice was born. During the Sins of Youth crossover, Clarion the Witch Boy transforms all of the adult heroes into kids and all of the kid heroes into adults. This includes Lobo. Uh, for whatever reason, at the end of this crossover, Lobo isn't changed back. He is still a kid, and he starts hanging out with Young Justice because... He decided he wanted to, and there was no one there really powerful enough to tell Lobo to fuck off. Right. There um, usually isn't. He hangs out with them for a while and is generally pretty unlikable, even for Lobo, until a big crossover called Our Worlds at War, where a creature named Imperiex attacks and is such a big deal that Darkseid and Apocalypse has to team up with the heroes of Earth to take him out. During the Imperiex Crisis, Young Justice ends up on Apocalypse, and various bad things happen. Amongst other things, Lobo is violently murdered. But it's Lobo, so no one really cares. Lobo is reborn from, like, a single drop of blood can bring him back to mm -hmm. life, because he's supposed to be a pastiche of over-the-top characters. When this happens, because he is just splattered, a bunch of Lobos comes back. All of them go back into adult human Lobo, Lobo the main man size, and most of them are killed in the ongoing battle and the one Lobo leaves. One is brought back as still Lil Lobo and doesn't, for some reason, doesn't have the like re same regenerative abilities. He picks up a fear of dying because he won't come back in the same way. He's, uh, and everyone keeps trying to call him Lobo, but he's really embarrassed because he's not worthy of being the main man in his idea. So he comes up with the name of Slobo. He also got tired of being called Lil Lobo. Mm -hmm. uh, he ends up hanging out with Young Justice Longer. The costume, it, it's a slight redesign of Young Lobo in a, a better look, I think. Um, and Todd Nauk was very good at teen characters. Lil Lobo, or Slobo, ends up developing feelings for the character Empress, and in a very bizarre comic book, ends up going on a date with her? Hmm. It ends up going way better than Lobo going on a date with a voodoo. literal voodoo princess has any right to go? 
eventually, for reasons that I don't understand, because I haven't ever finished Young Justice, it was mm. it only recently came out in collected editions. Lil Lobo, who starts dying just because he's not designed to be like this, gets turned into a statue, yeah. and disap and like I think is left in the 853rd century, but I could be wrong on that part. No, you nailed that 853rd century. It's from a crossover called DC One Million. Uh, there are a lot of crossovers in this story. I don't know why on that front, though. I'm going to give you that right there. I mean, that's even more in-depth than the history I have in front of me. I feel you... You... <laughs> yeah, you definitely covered... I I feel like you covered him. I didn't know who Slowbar was. I thought this was a uh, Pokemon joke at one point. I would, I would be down with that, too. The only thing you're missing is that before his essence is transported into the statue he dies by sacrificing himself to save secret oh i didn't know that okay cool I, I, it's on my list of like you should fucking buy these comics and i really just need to finish off that young justice run it's so good after he's already also went blind apparently yeah it gets dark sounds dark wow yeah like i said that was really well done i love teen superheroes <laughs> that's it for it i mean he yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earverm.com. Other ways to get in touch with us and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.